Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing our homes and family life cheerfully to the glory of God. We can enjoy housework and love being homemakers when we focus on truth and gratitude. I'm Misty Winkler, and I run Simply Convivial, a blog, podcast, and community helping women to excel at homemaking and do life cheerfully. I'm also author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I'm joined by Elaine Schatt. Elaine has been married to her husband, Jason, for 16 years. They have three tween and teenage daughters and two young sons. She works outside the home as well as a part-time teacher in addition to homeschooling her children. Elaine has been a longtime member in Convivial Circle, and I always enjoy when she's able to join our Zooms, and so I'm glad to be able to share our conversation today. Thanks for coming, Elaine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to go through all this history. (laughs) So how long have you been in Convivial Circle, and then where were you at before you joined, or what made you want to join? So I joined four years ago, and I feel like it's actually just quite a testimony to what the Lord has done in my life, what led me to Convivial Circle and Simply Convivial and all that. So I got married and had no idea how to keep a home. I had not been modeled well for me, but I had a lot of grace. My husband was really on board with me only working part-time. And so I worked part-time as a teacher, and I was able to keep up with the housework, sort of. And then I had kids. And that was all going great. And we were practicing hospitality weekly and our house wasn't embarrassing. And I really felt like I was just going to get a little bit better every year and we would just progress. And then in 2019, my son, even a little bit before that, I was pregnant with my son, Daniel, and it was my fifth pregnancy. And I thought, I've got this. I know how to do this. And I got horrible anemia and basically was down for the count for about nine months. But I thought, no big deal. I'll have Daniel. I have an iron transfusion. I will just, he'll sleep through the night really quickly like my other kids. And we'll just get right back into life. And I was not, it wasn't pride. It was just, I was confident that I knew what I was doing and I knew how to recover. And I really, in my mind, even had this almost deadline. Like in six months, Daniel will be doing well and we'll just move forward. And what happened was that when Daniel was six months old, he had was hospitalized and there was just a really urgent situation and we realized he had a genetic liver disease and one of the side effects was that he didn't sleep through the night for years and around that christmas i just realized i wasn't getting a handle on anything and i was feeling like a failure in every area that i thought i'd been doing pretty well in before and so i talked to my husband about it he's always been really supportive of if i thought a book would help me he was like buy the book and so when i said i really think that simply convivial will help me and i think i can even just the money i save in not eating out will be worthwhile and so i joined and started with that first round of community coaching in january of that year that kind of situation would throw anybody off <laughs> But I understand the, like, just our expectations put us in a certain place a lot of times just for what things are supposed to be like. Yeah, I had always been a very idealistic 
wife and mother, again, I just read so many books. Like I thought I knew what it was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that I didn't know if ideal as a goal, and I know I'm never going to reach the ideal, but I need to be heading in that direction. But I got to the point where I didn't even know how to head in that direction anymore. I felt like my car was stalled out on the side of the road and we weren't going anywhere, much less getting closer to ideal, the idealistic, sorry, not idealistic, an important distinction. I didn't want to be idealistic. I wanted to have ideals based on God's word and Christian principles. And I wanted to head towards the ideals and I didn't know how to get there anymore. Yeah. So what changes did you start making at first that seemed to help you find that again or Mm -hmm. get back on track with that? Yeah. The very basic daily card, like getting up in the morning and saying, okay, where am I even supposed to be today? Because when you don't sleep, you don't remember. Yes, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) If I wasn't wasn't literally writing down, oh, the girls have violin or whatever, I wasn't going to remember to get them there, which is for recovering perfectionist, missing the first day of ballet is mortifying. Mm-hmm. My girls were crying at the ballet studio because we missed the whatever. It just, mm-hmm. I was dropping the ball a lot. And the daily card, then later, as I was able to get the handle on the daily card, the weekly review meant I just didn't drop as many things in the middle of our family crisis, which we all remember 2020 was a community-wide crisis. But I was dropping less because I was actively reviewing. And one of the things that was really challenging was having to merge my school calendar from where I worked, which was a, it's a part-time job, but it still had obligations. And then our homeschool calendar, my husband's work calendar, family obligations. So just getting all sorted out and on paper was really helpful. The other thing that I, I just was eye-opening to me was the idea of vocations and planning within my vocations. And I'm just going to go ahead and combine that with iteration because the vocation list that I made when I first started was wife, mother, homemaker, and educator. And I thought that covered everything I was going to ever need to do. Man. And I think that, oh, I had Christian first. I always forget that I have Christian because that's built into my week. But very quickly, I realized that taking care of my son was actually its own vocation. And if mm-hmm. I didn't, if I just had that grouped in with my general parenting tasks, yeah, it, he was going to have a crisis again. <laughs> so I started listing out, I called it nurse mommy because that was just a little funny. And it helped me remember, what am I doing for Daniel? And am I taking him to the hospital? Am I refilling his prescription? Try, a lot of it was buying the appropriate clothes because he was itchy. So just writing that down and having that in my weekly review and then putting it on my daily card meant that I just was able to get a handle on some of the pieces of what needed to be happening, especially that first time through community coaching. When we go through those moments that are crisis moments and family emergency moments. I think the temptation is just to let everything else drop and say nothing else does matter because this other thing over here is life and death. The fact that you were working through community coaching during all that was just always a constant marvel to me. (laughs) I think this would be a great time to talk about what it looked like to work through community coaching at that point. (laughs) I really was just listening to the lessons and taking whatever part I felt like I could do. And I remember some of the lessons just thinking, not today, (laughs) but just taking, okay, what is the one piece of this? And I love that it's broken down and here's the big picture of where we're trying to get. And then here are the three baby steps. And sometimes it was like, okay, I'm gonna do the one baby step that is the most meaningful one. 
or even just in the term guides, there's the one just, it's really easy to see. This is going to be the thing that would make the biggest difference. And so that's what I'm going to do first. And if I don't get to anything else, I listened to the lesson and I did the one thing and I'm going to call that progress and really intentionally label it in my mind as progress and feel like I won because I got something. I got something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's always a million things we could do in Mm -hmm. any direction. And so having some kind of, you know, just this and counting it as progress is huge, especially when you are battling sleep deprivation for one and having to think through things is hard, (laughs) but then perfectionism on top of that and having expectations that are very hard to keep wrangled. And perfectionism has been something I've really struggled with in a very much of an all or nothing just so all or nothing. Like if I can't have the house that, so we've lived in our home for almost 10 years. And when we moved in, we had three small little girls that took up a tiny amount of space (laughs) with their tiny little cute clothes and their tiny little beds. Everything was so small. And our house felt so big when we moved in and it didn't look cluttered because there was just room for everybody. And then by the time I joined community coaching, there were seven of us and very quickly, my oldest daughter got taller than me. And there's just a huge difference between trying to fit all those twin beds in a house versus the toddler mattresses. Yeah, And just the constant iteration of how, are, how am I going to make this work? And, and just the reality that my kids still have to have clothes, like, and they need to fit their clothes need to fit. Sorry, someone interrupted me. It's okay. <laughs> they need to be their clothes need to be clean, and they need to be accessible. And that's a minimum standard for life. And that one of the first contacts I had with you was I had found a post on your blog about entropy and it <laughs> resonated so much with me. And so I was cleaning out my laundry room, which we used as a family closet. And I looked at that picture today. It was from 2016 and everything is so neat and tidy because it was so little. <laughs> and I think about like where everything has to be now. And so the problem solving part of convivial circle where I can take a problem there and people can give me real true help in the right direction to a solution. Now they can't just solve my problems, but they can say, have you thought about this or have you tried that? And that has, that's been amazing to me as that the help with iterating when I get stuck in my perfectionistic mindset and I only know one way to solve a problem and I can't afford it, or I can't make everybody move out today. (laughs) Having somebody say, have you, here's one thing you could try. Yeah. It is helpful to just break out of that box or the rut. One of the things um, I was not expecting to have help with my job in, I thought this was homemaking, but there is a group for homemakers with jobs. And one of the things that they helped me realize was I kept calling my job a a minor part-time job or a small job. And they actually were like, how many hours do you work? And I added it up. And, you know, it was 15 to 20 hours. And they were like, that's not a small part-time job. That is a straight up part-time job. And that helped me realize that when I'm flustered and I can't figure out where all my time's going, oh, it's because I'm working. And my work is ministry. I'm working in a Christian school. My husband is very excited about me having this job. It's something that's good and right, but it's going to take time. And that means that I need to manage my other time well. And then be, and then just have people help me. How do I switch gears? Like how, 
when I'm coming home from work, how do I not bring it home with me? And they helped me solve a lot of those problems bit by bit over four years. (laughs) Well, and that would be another good point to cover is over four years, what has been the trajectory or the ups and downs? Because I think especially coming at problems from an all or nothing might desire. (laughs) And you mentioned this at the beginning too, there's just a tendency where we think everything's always going to be upward progress. I'm just going to always keep getting better and better. And so how have you kept at it for four years? Mm -hmm. And what has changed over those four years? The first year was definitely just crisis mode. Like, how do I survive this year? And then the second year, I had a moment where I was like, oh, this is apparently our normal. So let me figure out how to live in this. And a lot of the story you tell yourself modules, I just kept going back to those. I have to be really careful about what story I'm telling myself or I'm going to get real stuck. And my son had some significant medical improvement around then. And it was actually this weird moment where I felt like I've been doing okay because I've been managing. And then I actually, it was like, I got a full night's sleep and I looked around and I was like, oh my word, what has happened here? I started seeing just the piles everywhere and the outgrown clothes and two little boys in a bedroom can really do a number on the walls. (laughs) And and I just, I went from feeling like, hey, we're doing okay to we're years behind here on where we should be. And so that's where the baby steps came in. And a lot of last year was trying to figure out how do I break down a huge project? that as a single woman, I would have just done this project in maybe a week. And it would have involved a lot of coffee and not sleeping, but I would have gotten it done. I remember painting rooms when I moved in as a single person and decorating them and just like, it would go from an empty room to lovely in three or four days. And so I'm trying to figure out how do I do this and not drop the ball on anything else. And so I remember I wrote out that I had this project, I was going to switch my kids' rooms because that was the only way I could figure out how to paint the rooms and declutter. And it needed to happen for various other reasons. Um, I remember posting that in my accountability group and then realizing that's not a a one-week thing. That's a project. So I went back and reread about projects and was like, how do I tackle this project? And then it was a constant, I, I think it's been going on eight months now, of what is the next baby step? and making real progress. The only way I get through it mentally is I take a lot of pictures and I share them in the decluttering group because otherwise you're just like, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Like, But you are, it's just a little bit at a time. And then take a moment and go in the room and just say, hey, wait, this is really fun. Like they've got the trains out and there's room to play with them in the floor. And I'm not annoyed that there's 20 other toys in the train bed. (laughs) (laughs) And then my girl's room, it's they're tween girls. It's rough. We, they want to keep a list of things. I want to keep a list of things. The lists do not overlap at all, but I keep walking in the room and they're crocheting or they're reading and, and things are happening. Good things are happening in there. In addition to the pile of clothes that we're still working on sorting. So I, I think that it, the progression was from crisis mode to starting to dig out of the hole to, we really are moving forward with our lives now. And it's funny. Cause I'll read a, I'll read a lesson and be like, I think I've read this before, but it looks so different now that I'm picking up on different things, even in familiar metaphors. Like, I don't feel like I'm playing whack-a-mole anymore. 
mm. in the same way that I definitely did when I had little littles. But also I feel like we are managing. I'm managing my home, not just putting out fires constantly. And that's huge. And just having those opportunities also to recognize that and say, hey, this is different. And it's not that I'm going to at some point get to the point where I'm not going to have anything to do anymore. (laughs) There's always going to be a project or something to do or Mm -hmm. some work to manage and progress to be made. I have the skills now to handle that. I, I just, I will say that I really struggled with the financial investment at first and it's been worth it. It's been worth it to invest in this, to invest in my home and my thoughts. My marriage is better. I'm a, it just, it improved things. I didn't even think, I, I really thought I was just going to learn to get the dishes done and the laundry handled. And it's been so much more than that. And I'm really grateful that my husband splurged on me and invested on me four years ago and continues to invest in me. And I feel like I'm, I am building something that I can pass to my daughters because it wasn't passed to me. There was a definite lack in what I was taught. And I enjoy, man, I, my, my daughters will repeat things. And I'm like, you know that from Misty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. It's really fun. They'll hear my voice saying it when they're older and then they'll benefit from this also. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Elaine. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Simplified Organization podcast. If, like Elaine, you feel ill-equipped and untrained to manage your home well, and if you feel like you should be making progress, but you aren't, then Convivial Circle is for you, especially right now as we are about to begin another small group cohort through Simplified Organization Community Coaching, the program that Elaine was talking about. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is like a boot camp for homemaking. The next group will be working through the school year from August through July to systematically go through every area of home management so that we can organize our attitudes, streamline our homemaking, and work our plans, all to the glory of God. We do this work not so that our homes are immaculate, but so that we are faithful in the responsibilities that God has given us. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is included in Convivial Circle, but this group is getting started August 25th, and registration for the next cohort will close on August 29th. So go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to get started today, or find the link in the description of this episode. Join Simplified Organization Community Coaching and let me help you organize your attitude and make personalized plans so that you are no longer overwhelmed by life, but instead love being a homemaker.